yourself under my protection. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off, what are you? What's but a smile on that face? I'm touching myself tonight. How could a woman possibly fight you? There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. Ah, 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 ah. Valtrin Network. What's up, guys, and welcome to the DC vs. Marvel podcast, where we talk about the latest DC and Marvel movie news. My name is Urz, and I'm your regular DC fanboy. And once again, in the red corner, representing Marvel Comics is, uh, well, Marvel Comics or MCU, or I don't know. The Marvel side of it is, uh, is my boy, Eds. How you doing, bro? I am beautiful. How are you doing, Ed? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good, yeah, good. Had a had a few issues this weekend, uh, with uh, with you know with things that are outside uh, outside DC and Marvel for once, um, but uh, but otherwise otherwise fine. So uh, a little bit under the weather, but we should be able to to push through there today, man. So um, getting a little bit jealous of people because everybody's like like i've got um i've got uh you know a couple of friends abroad like you know in uh in us and stuff like that who've already seen eternals and things and it's just like you haven't seen eternals yet you, no 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 still got a wait still still got a wait man so have you seen it now yeah, have you seen so, it or so went to see it friday uh, yeah. So that's the thing, man. So I'm oh. still waiting. So, uh, so that's the thing. It's it's so it's gonna be so long, right? That I actually like um, gonna link up with our mutual friend Salim, uh, like on the what was it on the on the sixteenth, which is like what date is it today? Is the sixth uh, oh, or seventh, right? Why are you waiting so long? It's like the global release was Friday. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's the thing. I just don't. I just don't have time to do anything right now. This is like the absolute worst time of year uh, for me because um, everybody's like, everybody, everybody loves Christmas, man. But it's like, it's like for a, for, for a dentist or a surgeon, it is the absolute worst time of year, right? Because everybody's like, I don't want to be in pain or have problems over these two days literally two days like a weekend right i don't want to be in pain over this two days so you literally have to if you multiply that by 300 odd patients which is how many active we have at any one time it is like we need to finish this we need to finish this so you know you're going in saturdays you, you know you're 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 writing up reports all day every day and it's just like you know, I, I decided this year for the first time in years that I am I'm going to stop the second week of December and I'm taking two weeks off. Thank God. Come on, man. <laughs> you have to have, I'm about to say prioritize just, just tell people to go to lick store and buy some gin or something. Just help them through. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That is the thing. So I've just decided I'm taking time off this time and I am not, you know, it's like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna work hundred miles per hour up until that point, and then that's it. Don't contact me, don't message me, don't do nothing. Um uh, unless it's an absolute emergency. Uh and then and then uh and then I'll I'll be back back again in the new year. So that's yeah, that's what I'm uh, I'm looking for at the moment, man. So that leaves me free. That leaves me free for Spider-Man and Matrix. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh and you know all the all these other all these other kind of entertaining things there so basically. There you so, go guys everyone out there watching leave your dentist alone. Just do what I do. Just take your tooth out yourself. Just rip it out. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 you scream for a couple of hours, drink yourself into a coma and it's all good. 
That's that's yeah, that's some advice, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> some kind of advice, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, but um, I did, however, uh, manage to go and see Dune, um, and also listen to about three hours of the of the of the audiobook so far um so that was that was interesting we'll come to that uh come to that a little bit later um because i'm also and because of the fact that it was hasn't seen eternals i'll keep uh i'll do a brief non-spoiler it's a shame because stuff i want to get into but to be to be honest i probably will end up watching it over the next week or so and then and then go and link salim like you know the, the week after or whatever so um i don't know just uh just keep that keep that just keep you that watch uh, for the moment you want to watch it multiple I don't times i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't, I don't think know. you're gonna want it <laughs> I, don't, I don't think yeah i don't think so but uh yeah let's uh let's see man this is the one this is the one advantage of the um of the unlimited uh card right is that it's it's like this you know it's there's no uh there's no um financial uh, loss by, by yes, going in the uh, second time i guess but there is uh, a brain cell loss i guess from what a, it, it loss of time effort. loss of time loss of time on your, on your soul that is oh wow okay <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough so uh w- without further ado let's get into it man um so we both seen dune and we'll also we'll talk about that a bit later on um i was reading an article this morning from dave batista um and the reason why i found it interesting is because um it seems that um that also um what's the what's the guy's name who um who is uh he's playing one of the main characters also played um poe dameron what was his uh oscar something surname isaac oscar isaac yeah so his um he also he basically said in an interview that um, it's good to be in a sci-fi that is kind of written properly, right? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like a side, kind of like a side dig, I guess, at, at Star Wars, right? And now, now Batista's kind of given and X Men uh, Apocalypse and X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, is X Men Apocalypse a sci-fi? I don't know. Uh, is that, is that I sci-fi? think he's the sort of person that probably generalizes the whole thing into one big umbrella. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So he's uh, he was obviously not not very impressed by those, and, and more impressed by Dune. And then one, um, and then Batista is obviously he's had an interview there as well, and he's like, it's it's refreshing to be in a film where uh, you know there's many layers to the character and stuff like that, and he's not, um, you know, he, <laughs> which which we can debate, which we can debate. Two lines, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, um, and, you know, he doesn't just go around saying stupid shit all the time. Right. And I don't know, man, I kind of, uh, obviously I'll ask you your opinion in a second, but to me, when, when he said that, I was kind of a little bit annoyed by what he's saying, because to me, it's like, okay, look, mate, you're in a, you're in a film where you're basically playing, um, a, a character who is, um, a very kind of deadpan right in terms of in terms of the delivery and stuff very like that literal dude he yeah. made his career he is no he has no footing to shit on playing drax and especially how much he claims to love james gunn like don't forget all that other stuff when james gunn originally got fired and then he was the one that was crying the most making the most noise about you know this guy's a genius i, I won't work it i won't do it if it's not with him 
So I don't know what he's, he's playing at, man. Yeah, I, and and that's the thing. That is what I don't kind of like. Because it, the thing is, is that um, it just makes me think, when you say something like that, actually, that doesn't that doesn't make me think, oh, okay, uh, he likes working a lot for lot more for Daniel De- Villeneuve or anything like that. That actually makes me think less of Dave Batista that he just mm. was like, oh, I'm going to accept this role that he supposedly says, he didn't like and he you know he was uh you know uh it was just basically like oh him saying stupid stuff all the time or whatever and it's like mate you accepted that role so basically you're just all about the money right you're just Mm. all about that now the thing is is this is that out of out of that even in the even in the in the second film which i thought was a little bit ropey at times I kind of thought Drax was probably the most stand-up character yeah. in most of it. Like the line delivery and stuff. I just always thought like I don't really laugh at films. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm really I'm kind of dead inside, you know what I mean? I so get I'm that when like, I'm on my own, I'm you know, just sit there like a corpse, man. It's just it's worrying. <laughs> it's worrying. I know it's it sometimes. I'm like, this is good. I can recognize that it's good, but why am I not reacting the way I should? I think always oh, Sunday's the only thing that breaks me out of that sometimes. It's too, yeah, you, you you're talking to me too much. That's that's the problem. <laughs> it's like, that's what's going. On. So uh, so that's the thing. So like, but with him, it's kind of like I actually found myself laughing like many of the times when they were saying the stuff, and it was just because it's so stupid and so deadpan and so you know, I kind of I kind of uh, it's enjoyed. It's yeah, there with bar none, with all the films he's been in, this is the only one where he actually really has a personality. Like yeah. everything else, he's just a hired muscle like Spectre, or he, he barely does anything in um, Blade Runner mm-hmm. to really be like, this is some juicy, amazing role. Like, Drax is his career. Like, what? I want to slap him around the head, man. I'm disappointed. That's it. That's it. That is exactly the way. That's the best word way to describe it. It's just like, uh, mate, it's kind of, I, I, the thing is, a lot of these times they don't show the whole article, right? It's kind of like they take the snippet off it. So, you know, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to say that maybe he was saying like, okay, look, uh, you know, this is my real kind of big break that got me recognized by Hollywood, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in this film, I've kind of got more of a meteor role than, you know, than, than saying silly stuff there in it, like it was doing the other one. But the thing is, this is like, what I don't understand is, okay, that one of them is a comedy film. Another one's quite, you know, the other two, I guess, Blade Runner and um, and Dune, where he's working with Denis Villeneuve, um, they are more, much more serious roles. So you can't really compare a comedy role with one that is much more serious and say, oh, okay, it's refreshing to be doing this. It's like, you he's know, it's kind game. of... I think he's just yeah, playing yeah, the game, yeah. man. Sucking yeah. up to Villeneuve, man, just trying to get in the next film. I think it is becoming actually because I um, the thing is I've kind of like over the past couple of years or so really kind of started looking into the way that media portrays stuff and the way that media kind of just tries to manipulate the audience as much as possible. Mm. And the one thing I've noticed over the past year or so is media has been the biggest cheerleaders for the MCU for the past like 10 years or so. And then kind of over the past year or so, there seems to be a kind of change where they're really just like going against it and kind of just like being like, like they never were fans of it, if you know what I mean. The like, inevitable backlash. When it becomes cool to pile on something, then everybody does it. But look at what Chris Pratt. He's become like one of the most hated. That's what didn't 
Anne Hathaway go through that like uh, a couple of years ago, and now it's Chris Pratt's turn. Everyone hates Chris Pratt now. Anything he says and does. It happened the other day yeah. when he was talking about how he's so grateful to have this healthy kid. Yeah. From his new wife. And because his last kid was kind of sick with his last wife, everyone just decides that that's like, oh, how dare you? And that's the next big just, controversy. It's like, just reading into his words like yeah, way exactly. too much. And in the wrong I mean? narrative. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's why I just like, I, I just. I just kind of think, like, you know... Um, Even though, I've got to admit, he does have some sort of haunted monkey paw, I swear, because all these roles, he's Garfield now, isn't he? As mm-hmm. well as being Mario, and he's still got the Jurassic Park stuff, still got the Galaxy... Yeah, and, this... and and potentially Spider-Man as well. That's yeah. the most choice. Well, exactly. so he's, like... so he's going to be Spider-Man as well. So, yeah, oh, he's... That monkey um... paw. That monkey, but, but then what was also oh, the consequences that everybody piles on him, right? Exactly. But, but he gets all these exactly. roles. Okay. That's not really a monkey paw, then, is it? He's kind of like, <laughs> his, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just like a minor consequence for him. He's obviously clearly not bothered at all whatsoever. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so that is the, that is the thing. The only, the only thing that kind of, always always I find a little bit weird about these um about these people who who get married to daughters of famous actors right yeah. is that sometimes I, I I look at these people and I kind of see the the features of the of that actor in that oh, in that person I hate that yeah right so you know like Bruce Willis's daughter or whatever right yeah. looks very similar to like bruce willis yeah and and it's like it's like you know she's on the cover of all these like fashion magazines and stuff like that and all i'm thinking is if you were married to her right at some point in the morning she would have no makeup on or whatever yeah. and it would be like looking at bruce willis like this, basically this like in been your a, this has been a thing with me since i was a kid when i was at school and people were like oh janet jackson i'm like she looks just like Michael. No, that's gross. No. Like, and even if I meet a girl that I like, I have a rule that I don't want to meet your brothers or your dad mm-hmm. for as long as possible because if they have a reflection of your face in them, then I'm just seeing their head on your body and it's just done. Desire yeah. is gone. I can't, I can't Yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that so uh, so he's married to Schwarzenegger's daughter mm. and she does look from certain angles. She does look a lot like Arnie, right? Oh. And it's kind of like, oh, dude, seriously, at some point it's going to be like, you know, and I just, and yeah, that just, that's just, that's just wrong to me. That is the monkey paw, I think. At some point she's going to turn into oh. Arnold and, it's gonna, and, that's, oh, and that's it. That's it, man. And then, yeah but um <laughs> but yeah that's the thing anyway so um <laughs> um today there was also some news there uh about the boys so the boys um basically um they've revealed a new character they're in it which is um the crimson countess um who is another kind of uh, a bad character in um uh in the boys um crimson countess is basically um has powers that she can like microwave people from kind of inside so she's meant to be a parody of scarlet witch which is the reason why i think they've brought her in because of wandavision and all that they're trying to tag off it kind of thing she's got to be the one that's been popping all those heads then isn't it yeah so that's the thing she basically can microwave people from the inside pretty much um and uh and yeah the only in the con in the comic books there's billy kind of finds this in 
genius way of kind of defeating her. Um, but the the one thing that is uh, that I'm worried about, and it's weird that I have to think like this nowadays, right? But the one thing that I'm worried about is that we had Stormfront, who is like the baddie last time, right? And now we've got Crimson Countess, who's going to be the kind of baddie, albeit we've also got Soldier Boy as well. He's going to be kind of like the bad person in this there as well. And um, I'm kind of thinking that somebody's going to complain, like you keep making women the bad people in this or something. I, I just kind of just think it out, outside. So that possibly someone always looks for something to moan about. But I guess it depends on how bad... The, um, what's his face that's leading Voight what, what he gets up to in this season as well because he's like the ultimate final boss isn't he yeah the yeah yeah also. yeah and, and, and the other thing is like how you know I, I'm just wondering how many seasons this mission is going to go on for because right now there's no it's very difficult to see like where are they in the books mm. right like like because they're chopping all over the place like literally like the Stormfront mission is in like volume four and they're chopping back to two, and it just—it's very difficult to to follow where they're going. So, well, as long um, as it's Amazon's biggest show, let's let's keep on going, man. Let's keep churning them out. Yeah, I think maybe until maybe season one or two of Lord of the Rings comes out, and you know the the you know they're worried. Like, how, yeah. did you see Jeff Bezos? Right, he basically turned up at that um, that COP twenty six or whatever it was, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we got to stop destroying the planet." And like, uh, you know, like uh, I I went into space and I saw the Earth and I saw how vulnerable it is. And I'm thinking, bro, you're spending billions on this bloody <laughs> on this massive show that God knows how much CO two that thing is going yeah. out. Can it? on a daily basis right um you know you got cars like literally cars and trucks just delivering packages like on a daily basis and man. planes they got planes as well it's like and, yeah and planes him alone it's just biggest wow. absolute biggest joker man biggest joker so um let's uh let's flip back to to marvel there for a moment um and one of the big um one of the big bits of news that um eternals has apparently been banned in middle eastern countries um and supposedly not been confirmed but supposedly because they asked disney to cut out some scenes and disney said no we're not going to do that yeah i think Um, even angelina jolie's uh commented on with this so it seems like that is the reason because of the the gay kiss literally that's literally all it is it's literally just a two-second kiss is there a scene in this there as well is there like a is there some kind of like sex scene as well in this or is it just uh <laughs> again it just like the kiss it's literally two, two people staring at each other and they're horizontal and it lasts for two seconds and it really doesn't add anything Mm. I'm I'm a champion of sexy. Like, put them in every movie. Yeah, <laughs> this was like he just kind of seemed awkward. He just didn't seem, again, seemed kind of pointless. I thought they made a bigger deal out of it than what ended up being on screen. Yeah. So did you um did you see you saw Nomadland right? Yeah. From uh, so there's a there's a scene in Nomadland where I just basically just awkward for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Francis McDormand, the main character. Um, basically just decides to swim naked in this like you know kind of like pool and waterfall area and this scene goes on for flipping a long bloody time right and it's just like literally like this you know uh, late 50s woman just like 
swimming, swimming around well, naked. That whole movie's about freedom, it's... finding freedom at the end of your life that yeah. you can start again and just have the unfettered <laughs> live. I, I guess so, but then I kind of just think, how is that? That's not really adding to that film like at all. And I kind of guess with this there as well, if you're like um if you're like an um arty arty farty director, basically mm. you gotta put stuff like this in because that is the typical kind of thing that these directors but, put in. But you put a sex scene in a movie, usually there's still context for it. Like it's still mm-hmm. something is presented on screen. You know, like blue is the warmest colour. That 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 sex scene goes on way too long, but it's an important <laughs> scene to have in. And that's me saying that it goes on too long and that's mad. But in this, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just a bit, it's all kind of silly, really, to be honest. But yeah, 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 the, yeah. the kiss scene was literally just two people saying goodbye and, you know, look up. That's, that's literally, that's what it is. Okay. And then goodbye. And then this is why it's got banned. And Marvel don't want to cut it. They want to stick their heels in. Be like, no, we're sticking by our principles, which is, I wouldn't imagine Disney would do that, but they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, maybe I don't know whether whether they had some kind of deal with the director not to cut stuff out as well. That might have been might have been another thing there as well that you know to try and get somebody like that on to not interfere as much as possible. You know, actually, no, we already know that it's not going to be shown in China, so they're not going to have to be faced with cutting it from there. So, um, yeah, interesting. But the China thing is what because of the director, yeah. Because oh, the director, okay, that's interesting. Because I thought that might be because it maybe had some like, uh, like you know, spiritual characters or something in there, or I don't, I don't know what, like you know, dead. ghosts or something like that. Dead criticized China, place <laughs> she was born that she should have the right to because she's from there. But yeah, so she kind of knows more about it, I guess, than uh, than than other kind of places. So, do you want to do you want to uh, give us a uh, a non spoilery review of uh, of of, of Eternals. I only give a full review because I want to discuss it properly with you and you've seen it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, my impressions of it is that it's. I think all the early reactions thought that it was this messy and it was too long, and that kind of is what it is. I left that cinema feeling like I don't know if I liked it or I didn't. Like I was just I felt confused that where my brain stood with this movie because like there's definitely good moments in it but as an overall package it kind of left me kind of cold it is kind of dull it is a dull film. what do you feel it as a comparison to say for example uh bvs what's your you know because i've read a lot of this kind of stuff that basically it's the same kind of thing like it looks great in certain areas but some yeah. some bits it doesn't quite make sense and then yeah. other bits there are like i you know well, they looked at a scene and thought this has massive potential but then it doesn't it doesn't it, really go anywhere or whatever i say it's different in the sense that bvs just made me angry because it was more logical issues i had problems with in that film just like things that just didn't make sense or things that were just just flat out stupid this it makes sense nothing's like why did they do that but it's just not really that exciting to watch it's just very nah, nah. do you, I, I do you think no that... desire to watch it again oh wow soon. okay <laughs> so, so i'm probably not gonna watch it twice i think that's right i may have disliked <laughs> i'm trying to think whether i dislike this more than i think i like captain marvel more than i like this oh wow yeah. So Captain Marvel is a very terrible. much 
pay by mad- numbers. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not objectively a bad film. Like I said, it makes sense what happens. And I like the concept of, you know, these ancient beings coming to Earth thousands of years ago and in the background helping to shape mankind's journey without directly interfering. And they address all the stuff as why they didn't, as they, they showed in the trailers, but they kind of get into a bit more as to why they didn't get involved with um, the Thanos and all of that stuff. But yeah, like, like it's not a bad film objectively, but it's just not that exciting of a film. Maybe mm. if it wasn't attached to Marvel and these was just its own little sci-fi thing, it would be, that would make it a stronger film if it was just its own thing. How does it compare to that, that Egypt, um, what was it called? Uh, what was it called? Gods and Monsters or something like that. Something like with Gerard Butler. And uh, did he never watch Oh, that, that one. Yeah, yeah, I did watch that. I thought we were talking about the other one. The Ridley Scott one. I stayed away <laughs> oh, from the Ridley Scott one was yeah, even yeah. even worse. But, um, um, you no, know, how like that, it... that film is just stupid. That film, it's not a stupid film. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, Gods of War, that was a stupid film. <laughs> yeah, this isn't... Gods of Egypt, Gods of Egypt. Yeah, that's, what that's it's it. Gods of Egypt, yeah. This isn't, I wouldn't say this is stupid. Like, it does have heartfelt moments between the characters. There are, like, interesting relationships between them, but it's just dull. I think that's the only thing I can just comment. It's just dull. Like, it is, there are cool little action moments. There are cool character moments. And I like the little history... You've seen the original um, Highlander, the first yeah. Highlander film. It plays out like that, this film does, where you have the modern day stuff, a bit into, uh-huh. and then it kind of, every, you know, 15, something minutes, it will flash back to some ancient part of history and some event that will affect what's kind of going on now. It does, it plays out like that, you know, modern times, and it'll flash back to like Babylon and then mm. down and, Cape, you know, Sumeria and stuff, and then back and forth, back and forth. And I kind of like that history. It should have just stuck with one, three characters rather than try and be this big yeah 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 novel. yeah yeah well apparently there was meant to be two extra characters in it there as well um so men have got 12 uh you know main characters there as well but um one of them which is a, a guy called vampiro or something which i've been reading about and looks very very, very similar to the dark knight <laughs> because um he's kind of like a guy who basically can fly and has like kind of vampire bat powers and has the cowl with like ears on it and stuff it just it looks very similar to Batman basically um so I think they'll probably scrap that to kind of stop that uh you know stop those uh those comparisons there in it basically yeah it I remember last week you were saying about the Justice League comparisons and when you watch it you don't really think you're not really comparing them even though like the Man of Steel stuff you can probably say that yeah and when there was a whole quote that she was inspired the director Zhao was inspired uh-huh. by man of steel i think it was that manifests itself in how the action scenes are handled with that character what character is it again uh icarus yeah yeah so i think the way that the action's done wherever he's in combat with the deviants these like monsters that are running around you can see that okay i could definitely see this being like if this was cavill fighting against mm. it has those that style which yeah, he looks good. His stuff look, he comes out kind of pretty cool. But do you think she- that, that that she's trying to? Uh, obviously, I'm gonna have to see it now, and then, then we can discuss yeah, yeah. it there again properly. But basically, like, do you think she's trying to tell too deep a story without realizing what kind of has made these films um, 
popular and made these films that you know people want to see them uh you know and and kind of just looking at you know she's taken a relatively simple story and tried to make it feel deeper than it really is but it's not really that deep i think what the depth really comes from the interaction of the characters because there is like issues there with some of them and the way they kind of connect with each other in their past because they've known each other thousands of years so you know there's love there there's breakups there's you know mm. so it's, that's kind of where that deepness really so it kind of it kind of sounds to me like it comes to the same kind of issues that are you know people are talking about with um with the start of the dc stuff which if you don't you know don't have a real deep knowledge of you know all the characters and stuff like that you're kind of in trouble to start off with because they're introducing all these characters at one time and there hasn't been multiple movies involving you know maybe two or three of them and then you kind of get to know them Definitely. and they bring them all together yeah if they just allowed you know three characters for maybe to be the main focus and just allow the other ones just to be you know background but the problem is they're trying to give everybody that emotional weight like angelina jolie's character they're trying to give her her moments granted she doesn't do a massive amount still but yeah they, all the scenes that kind of distract from you know the, the actual important interest in how, how do you feel about i mean for me when i look at things like this i kind of think why are you bothering with this with these characters right because i kind of think like i i look at it and i'm i'm you know i i used to collect marvel comics i don't you know uh, don't collect them anymore but basically like Traitor. in terms of in terms of in terms of the comic stuff right it's like i i you know eternals are, are very fringe and i kind of look at it and think mate you've got the x-men you got fantastic four why even bothering just you've got these like you know x-men characters can go on for flipping ever you yeah. know you can you've got so many of the you know of, of them to bring in that you know yeah the thing is it's a swing and a miss because the same thing exactly the same thing could be said about guardians but that worked that was successful it was a fun film you know it wasn't a massive overly bloated class and it was pretty relatively simple the story they were telling but yeah i guess it's gonna you're gonna have a bit of a mess eventually but i think would think the difficult thing with x-men is that they have to introduce the concept of mutants they can't just go straight to having all of these there has to be a reason why these people suddenly appearing around the world so i think that's if they're thinking smart this whole thing with dr Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and the multiverse would be how they figure out how to introduce all that. But as it stands right now, they kind of haven't really set that up. So, I mean, they could have they could have done that already and been like, you know, the the snap caused caused DNA mutation, and then like you know, one generation down the line, you're just going to end up with these, you and know, with problem is you've got to like explain people like Wolverine was supposed to be around over a hundred years and that. So, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah you're, you're right that's that's put a spanner in the works there yeah, now right yeah. uh yeah and um yeah i guess yeah, magneto from the second world war and all that stuff mm-hmm. so it has to be a separate earth that crosses over that blends into ours oh that? yeah yeah with the with the multiverse basically yeah. right so explain all that yeah maybe maybe they yeah i, I guess the you know but the problem is it's like we've uh, that obviously has to occur in dot strange as opposed to occurring in 
Spider-Man, which is kind of like yeah. Sony have kind of just, you know, tagged to their own kind of thing now, I guess, basically, right? So well, talking about that, um, sorry. I'll give it three stars because, again, it's not a bad, it's just dull. It's not bad, it's just dull. That should be on the poster. Is it Eternal. one of those things? Not bad, it's just dull. Not bad, it's just, oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's, that's a review from it. That is a tagline and a half, man. That, and so, <laughs> so, so basically, um, is it one of those things that if we didn't have all that stuff there before, so I kind of like gauge it and I kind of think, okay, if we didn't have the Dark Knight trilogy, okay, um, then at that point, would films there that are later on that kind of take on this this dark kind of you know um uh dark kind of uh you know uh, connotations and stuff like that do people are people going to be more accepting of that if in, even if it's not as good given the fact that those films never existed um but given the f- fact that those films have existed now that's kind of like the benchmark so kind of like the fact you've had 10 years of the mcu now, if this film was released and there hadn't been all of those films there before, would it have had a better reception than it has, you know, now based on all that, all that other stuff? This had come out in place of the first four film, you know, making it what, like the third or fourth film? Maybe this would be heralded as a classic in its own little, yeah, I guess we've been spoiled, even as an MCU fan. I guess we've been spoiled with those sort of films. So, but I, I applaud them for trying to do something a little different and, you know, giving Zao the space to kind of, or freedom to kind of do this. But like I said, it, it can't always be a, a home run. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, they're, you know, Shang-Chi was pretty decent. Yeah, it's fun. Black Widow yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> I had a weird. lot of fun with Shang-Chi. It may end up being one of my favorites. Out of all the MCU, yeah. but I keep forgetting it happened this year. It's yeah, uh, it's it's weird. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, like uh, basically, like I got I got my kids kind of into Shang Chi now because we've um, you know we we foster and we got we got a baby and stuff like that, and he's he's got an English name. But his English name is very similar to Shang Chi, so I'm starting calling him Shang Chi, basically, right? <laughs> and, and because he's just a little baby, like Shang Chi, you're right, little mate, like that, like you know, and he smiles and gets excited. So the kids call him Shang Chi. <laughs> so now is it? Now it's like, and then, then my son's like, "What is Shang Chi?" And I said, "Ah, let me show you the trailer for Shang Chi, right?" And now, now they're like, "Oh, we want to watch Shang Chi. We want to watch Shang Chi." I'm like, "All right, fine. Just I don't know." because i pre-ordered the blu-ray but i don't know when it's coming out so um hopefully it's coming on disney plus soon and they can they can watch they can watch it on there so um one more thing that was disappointing the kumel bollywood stuff they built up this whole big dance sequence whole bollywood sequence oh dear and i've watched a fair few bollywood films in my time (laughs) this really was not up to the standards at all for what i've seen in some of those movies yeah it's it's even even just from the trailer it was looking to me like the type of thing that people who don't watch bollywood yeah. would think that this is a good uh, a bollywood good kind of dance he, uh, dance sequence he's not a good dancer at all it's very slow it's not really filmed in any particular mm. you know pretty way yeah it's, it's, 
Well, I've kind of I kind of noticed like uh, it's interesting because you know um, there's a lot of these kind of um, kind of YouTubers and stuff who like review these kind of things and uh, you know they kind of they kind of skirt around this um, this like angry kind of um, kind of thing where you know they um, you know they don't like um, you know certain films because of representation and because all this kind of stuff and mm. you know I I have certain views. Uh, again stuff like that there as well um and sometimes people accuse them of you know being racist or whatever and people then they're just like no we're not we're just like you know um we just don't like all this stuff being shoved down our throats right and there's this one guy um who's he's called nerdrotic or something and basically like he's got massive like following on on youtube and stuff part of this whole crew that basically cusses every single film everything to man. It's a, this, before it's even come out it's a disaster already predicted someone so and so's been yeah. fired like yeah that was, that was yeah <laughs> so so i decided to watch this thing about uh a review on eternals right and and i was just like okay i watched i watched the review and then um when he said certain things i was like okay you've basically proven that you actually are racist right i don't like throwing that term around right because you know i think it's i think it's quite a strong term but actually in this the guy was like the guy was kept going like three or four times he kept saying like oh yeah you know this guy kumar from harold and kumar he's that and i was thinking uh, he's not from harold and kumar he's a bloody completely different yeah, bloody actor right and and if you can't tell two brown people apart, I'm sorry, there's only one word for that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's only literally one word for that. So, yeah. you know, um, and you keep repeating the same thing again and again and again. I'm sorry, but, you know, that is that. Yeah, there's just only one word for it. So, And I actually liked was, him in the film. He has like a little helper that's with him that kind of knows all the secrets of it all. And uh, yeah, the funniest stuff come from them too. I actually really enjoyed that. They were fun because I guess he's like a comedian, right? So he's you know he's tr- you know trying to kind of kind of bring those kind of things yeah, in. He's he's little Indian sort of uh, chauffeur slash PA. It's just hilarious. I like him. Yeah, it's like like a yeah like a well I I will I will try and see if I can see it by the end of this week, and then we'll discuss it. We'll discuss yeah. it there as well, and then see whether I can stomach seeing it another time. <laughs> <laughs> with silent there or not so um two post credits by the way oh two post credits okay so uh mid credit and end right yeah i guess okay okay cool we'll, we'll watch those and discuss those so venom 2 apparently has got now gone past 400 million which in the post kind of pan well is it mid or post pandemic uh situation <laughs> i guess it's pretty it's pretty good do you think that is do you think that is a deserved 400 mil uh for, <laughs> for uh nah like i say i prefer the first one like it wasn't terrible again but it's just you know more of that sony has their own version of that marvel formula their own version they, they kind of struck with the first venom and this one yeah it doesn't really deserve that much but at the same time you know hey I mean, I guess this is why Marvel or whatever deal they're able to, stru- to strike, enabling, you know, Spider-Man to coexist. It's depending on the, uh, the success of Venom. So, it kind of worries me, though, because it makes me think, like... 
I don't trust you know, we're talking, we're talking about that, um, you know, that kind of old, old guy dynamic with like Eddie and Venom just like talking to each other all the yeah. time. And, and that basically they, uh, you know, the execs probably thought that was the thing that everybody loved. So let's have more of that in Venom yeah. 2. And now Venom 2 has made a crap load of money. They're going to be like, see, I told yeah, you. I told that. you that's what everybody more loved. More of them bickering, more of that, more of the comedy between the two of them. And more Less symbiote, action. more symbiote bad guys to to fight against. Come on, I'm sick of that. <laughs> symbiote fire. Exactly why. You're just going to have to fight a Samir army now. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. be bloody ridiculous, man. Honestly, yeah. It's just, um, yeah, that ain't, that ain't right. Um, so, so well, I like so, Tom Hardy, so I'm happy for him to have hits. He doesn't really have that many big films, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I'd, you know, I'd, I would I would say to Tom Hardy, he's done well, man. It's London lad, done well. So yeah, just more more power to him. You know what I mean? Um, have you seen the Batman synopsis that they've, that they've released? I have. I tried not to look, but I want again. I was waiting for you to break it down. So let's okay, <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm not. I, I won't. I'll paraphrase it. So you know, it's, it doesn't spoil too many things in there. Was basically, this- what it's the official synopsis that they're releasing this is the official, this... okay, official yeah, synopsis, cool. right? So the official synopsis is basically saying that he is um, the, the the Batman character is a guy who skirts on um, on almost being to a level of a serial killer, right? And he's he's totally um, he's basically in effect totally unhinged, right? So um, he struggles with whether what he is doing is the right thing or not right and it says it's an it's an action-packed film right so basically is it it sounds to me like it's just gonna have him just like beating the shit out of people all the time and us just looking at it like dude i think you're going a little bit too far now on this on this guy you know not what I mean? gonna lie that is the version of batman i like the most some people like the detective version. Some just like the passive, you know, bringing the bad guy, but, you know, no hurting people. But I like, not necessarily that he's going to be killing people or anything, but I like more brutal, angry Batman. That's why I love the, oh, well, I can't even remember the story now. The one where the dad becomes Batman instead. That's why I kind of love that, that yeah, story. Because he's that, yeah, because he's the same way. He's just like, just angry, he's driven by rage. And I like well, that it makes sense from- to me. It makes sense that that's how he should be. Somebody put this on our Facebook page when I actually when I put this synopsis up and was like, oh, no, I'd much rather, you know, we get like an Arkham Batman, uh, you know, character. And I just put on. Yeah. And I just put underneath. You, you do know you do know in Arkham Knight, he gets the bat tank and basically puts the wheel on this villain's face and, and makes the accelerator spin oh. the wheel on his oh, yeah. face. Right. Until it's like until he's like, tell me, do you know tell, tell, he's like, tell me where this thing is, right? And this villain's got this massive wheel just on his <laughs> face. Right. So come on, this is you know, you could you could say obviously the Arkham stuff is done in a more kind of cartoonish fashion because it's kind of like a you know it's it's um it's a game and stuff but if you're having you know if you're having like you know um batman and you're taking it in reality do you know the the average person is going to be shit scared of this dude because some people are going to be like wow this guy's amazing and other people are going to be like 
holy shit, this guy's nuts, right? Because he's he is like you know nowadays we get this thing, we get this thing a lot when we're you know when we're talking. Uh, about people commit crimes and they're like oh yeah it's somebody's upbringing and we need to counsel them we need to do this can you imagine this vigilante going around and just like petty criminals just like beating the beating shit out of them <laughs> you know that, what i mean the thing is that's the point that's why he dresses like a bat to inflict to instill fear in you know the criminals and he kind of has to because that protects him because he's a man, he isn't Superman, he isn't, you know, all these other Wonder Woman, he hasn't got powers to protect him. So that's kind of what keeps him safe to a degree is having that that fear that yeah. people will run from him, you know, rather than, you know, try and just go toe to toe with him. So he needs- many times, yeah, I mean, so many times in comic books, it's like, um, you know, he won't even appear, but they'll hear something, like they'll hear something going on, or criminals will look up and they'll be like, you know, oh my God, it's the bat. Mm. And then straight away, they're distracted because they're scared that this dude is there, right? Right. So that, you're right, that is is a lot of his kind of, you know, that is a lot of his personality that he is basically there to to scare them, just to distract them, just enough to give him that one or two seconds extra Mm. uh, to kind of do it, which is why it makes characters like Bane way more powerful because basically then... Bane is not scared, knows a lot about him and turns up at Bruce Wayne's house because he knows that, you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. He's basically going to go and destroy Bruce Wayne. Right. So it makes those characters way more powerful. And it's, you could almost, I think, where did I read this somewhere? Someone was criticizing, I think it was about Eternals going back to that, where they weren't happy about these stories focusing more on the godlike characters that they think Marvel was at its strongest when it was more grounded with the Captain America and the Iron Man. That's how that's why they were so successful because people could relate to them. And on the DC side of things, they felt like the reason why Batman's their most successful mainstream characters because he's just a guy in a suit. And rather than these godlike characters that people get kind of just a bit yeah, they can't really relate to. I think it's I think it's interesting. It's di- it's difficult sometimes to actually have these characters that are so overpowered. Yeah. Right. But then at the same time, you have to have them fighting other characters that are super overpowered there as well. And I kind of bring it back to like, um, you know, you you have grounded characters, but you know, it, you've had very successful you know TV programs, films, stuff like that, which have these massively overpowered characters which you know seem to defeat everybody or whatever for example like in lord of the rings you got sauron who basically just is humongous and has this sword that basically just swings it and just like like 30 people just like die you know what i mean and it's just like wow this is you gotta go and fight against this dude now but you know what i mean but he's overcome by the little hobbit it's the regular character has to find a way to overcome this bigger opponent so yeah 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 that's true i mean this is why i think characters like superman are so difficult because when you bring it to reality right if superman actually did fight zod in a city man that city would be utterly annihilated like so many people would die like literally like some people be like oh yeah thanks superman for saying that other people be like bloody hell mate how many people did he bloody kill you should have just let him take over it would have been less death 
Exactly. Yeah, he would have terraformed it. Let him have his little zone yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? What's the problem, man? So yeah, um, definitely looking forward to that, man. Twenty twenty two is gonna be a, a crazy year, man. But one, but one, but one thing I'm not, I'm not looking forward to. And I just wonder why this keeps coming up. Is David Ayer has released even more oh. pics of the Joker, right? Now, one thing I always found odd is is DC fans defending this, right? Because, okay, I, I look, if somebody, if somebody has something to do with DC, I know there's us against them. And, you know, we're called the DC versus Marvel podcast, right? And, you know, we have an us against them kind of thing, but it's all kind of jokes. And, you know, it's not like, you know, I, 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 I go home and have a voodoo doll of Ed's and just like sod that guy, man, you know, every later on. But it's kind of like, it's, you know, it's just, it's just kind of friendly and stuff. But, a lot of people are just like, okay, we have to, def- you know, we have to defend this portrayal of the Joker. And we have to defend David Ayer because he got he got slighted by WB and stuff like that. And I, I kind of look at it and I think, mate, what what the hell is this Joker? There's not, you know, I, I've had people like put put photos up on our Facebook page and seen on other forums and stuff like that. Like, oh, this is this Joker from this comic book and blah, blah. And it's like, you literally take a one panel where he looks slightly similar to Jared Leto's Joker, but the actual character is completely different. This Joker is some whiny little bitch that is pining for Harley Quinn, right? Which is not in any of the books where he's like where he's like doing that and it's like i have zero interest in seeing jared leto's joker ever do you have any interest in seeing jared leto's joker um in any i didn't i didn't form? love i didn't love his portrayal but i am willing if that movie if that version as cut was to ever be released i'd be happy to check it out i'm definitely that like, curious about it but what annoys me about him putting up more pictures is that didn't a couple of months ago he say that he was done doing this? Like, I said, I'm done. I'm not talking about this no more. No, I've done it to death. I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, the one release wasn't mine. And then a few weeks later, he just keeps on putting out pictures again and script pages. And just he said you weren't going to do this no more. So if you, just give up. If, if think, it's never going to happen, then just stop. I think generally, okay, and I'd, <laughs> I'm going to make a generalization here um, that. Uh, a lot of these um, actors and directors, um, apart from the guys who are like top tier level, right? They're not actually that well kind of read or that kind of um, knowledgeable about the way that people behave and business and psychology and all this kind of stuff. And I think really to survive, they do need to do a bit more of it. We're talking about Batista at the start of the show. Batista and uh, and uh, Oscar Isaac now have contracts with Warner Brothers, right? Like multi-film contracts. So now they think, oh, it's perfectly acceptable for us to rip Disney because, you know, like in a, yeah. in a kind of little kind of way because we've got our contract. It's like, mate, what happens when your contract finishes there? What, what are you going to do? Are they just going to carry on or they're going to move on to the next, the next big actor that's suddenly going to, you know, suddenly going to come out or whatever. And I kind of feel this with, with people like that with Ray Fisher and like with, with David Ayer and stuff like that is like, these guys don't have contracts to go to. Okay. At least Batista and Oscar Isaac and stuff are at a different place. Yeah. But when you have people who are not, um, you know, I don't have a contract with someone else and then are like, okay, yeah, the studio did this, they did that, whatever. Other studios can be like, 
he's going to say that about us after our next contract, right? So sod it. I'm not going to bother. And I think that's happened to David Ayer. I can't see anything really on the horizon for him um, that is coming through after Fast and the Furious pretty much got taken away from him and was, you know, given to Justin Lin and all that kind of stuff. He just last, kind of, he's, he's, he had, he's had films out recently. I think he's had at least two. Since. He had some, yeah, he had, uh, he had some film, which is a really weird one with like... Um, uh, what's it called with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and some other guys? And they're all like men to be um, men to be like mercenaries who uh, basically were part of some kind of like anti drug team or whatever. It's a, it's a bizarre, typical a- David Ayer film. It was very entertaining, but it was, it was typical like and um, tax collector as well, which didn't do very great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Like, he's gonna, you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot because you're not gonna get distribution. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get people to to say, oh, let's put money into this guy. Because you don't pay, play the field. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so so that's the kind of thing. I kind of think, you know, unless you're at the level of somebody like Martin Scorsese, for example, you could say anything to anybody and they'll still give him, you know, still give him money and still give him yeah. a, a role, or whatever. Um, and say, yeah, you go ahead and make a four hour film. We don't, we don't give a yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not at that. And Nolan and, um, and, you know, um, you know, if Quentin Tarantino in five years time, after say he didn't decided not to do anything in five years time, he's like, right, I want to do a project now. There will literally be like, Warner Brothers, Disney, Universal, all that just paramount, just jumping at him saying, like, <laughs> make our film with, with oh, us, you know what I mean? So he's not he's not at that level. I kind of feel like I don't want to see that Joker, man. The, to me, Suicide Squad was the most disappointing film that I have seen in DC. And I can almost say ever. Right. Because when I was when I was a kid and I was watching those early like, you know, um, Batman and Batman Returns and Batman and Robin and all that kind of stuff, I didn't really know any better. So it's kind of just like that was what it is. Right. Those hurt me because I was an insane (laughs) fan of um, the first two Batman films, Batman and Batman Returns. So when the other dude came in and suddenly they became these throwbacks to the 60s Batman it was just like colourful goofy oh it hurt like what is this <laughs> Batman oh it was it, it painful I was thinking about it now I can feel it I can feel it yeah. as a kid coming back oh they were they weren't great man they weren't great but at the end of the day I, I didn't really have a great deal of feeling kind of about that but definitely with this with Suicide Squad I was kind of like I was looking quite forward to it because I was thinking wow man you're gonna have like Joker taking the lead and David Ayer is really good with these kind of ensemble kind of um kind of characters like with the action and stuff and it just really didn't live up to anything man so you know I, I have no intention about watching that at all ever at any, at any point man um but so i thought again about what's it aquaman i thought that i love the director i love the conjuring films like i'm, I'm, I'm into the jason momoa what what can go wrong what can go wrong i saw it again the other day oh god 
It's always, it looks like a TV show. It's just. Oh. I mean, I mean, the last act is good, but the rest of it is like you know when they. Uh, I, I was sitting in the cinema, and then they the Pitbull song came on. Right, I was like, "What are you doing? What is the director thinking by putting this thing in here, man? It's so bizarre, man. Like, honestly, I think Pitbull is one of those guys, or same as Jeremy Renner, that he has seen somebody. He's seen a music exec kill a homeless person and he's just like look yeah you better let me let me have my career <laughs> otherwise otherwise i will expose you know your uh what what you've done or, or whatever or, man or so, he had the the monkey paw before he passed it over to what's his face <laughs> he gave the monkey <laughs> paw to, to to chris pratt yeah. oh that is jokes man chris Poor Chris Pratt, man. I, 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 you know, I say poor. I mean, he's, you know, he's living his life, I guess, mm-hmm. right? So, you know what I mean? But yeah, destroyed by the internet on a daily basis. So um, as um, let's, uh, we'll move on past the next one. Um, and I think we go into our Dune review because, um, yeah, because basically we're just, uh, you know, de- we could talk about Black Adam and Wonder Woman, but I really cannot, I really can't uh, face talking about The Rock again, right? Just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling well enough to 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 bring The Rock into my mind right now. So, um, so yeah, the um, Dune. I actually got to see Dune uh, last week. Didn't didn't Badly. see it on IMAX. Um, but yeah, uh, also been listening to the audio book there as well, which is twenty one hours. It's crazy. This thing Mammoth. is literally 21 hours long. Now, also, the start of the audiobook is pretty much most of the start of the film. So I'm kind of thinking, where the hell is this other? Uh, <laughs> you're going to see it very soon. There's a lot more <laughs> other scene. Like, there's this massive dinner scene that goes on for forever between all the little key characters. And you kind of see the politics of that. And just a lot more exposition about, you know, every uh, single thing to and, do with. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also, I've got the uh, the graphic novels on order. So, I I I actually read the graphic novels online uh, on uh, on the Comicsology thing, um, and uh, and just ordered the the graphic novels there as well because I thought I've got to have that in the in the collection, man. Are so, they, what uh, do they? What are they? When do they come out? Are they like based on a similar style of the movies in terms of the yes. representation of the text and the characters? Yeah, so the first the first one doesn't go all the way way to the end of the first film. Um, the, it's kind of like um, the first part, which is like about the uh, about the family, about the house, right? Yeah. Um, and um, and then the, the the second one is kind of more about um, the planet and the fremen that live yeah. on the planet. Um, and then um, even, I think even the design of everything knows it. The design of everything is the same, yeah. So it's the same ships, the same. It, it's uh, interesting, like it's literally linked to the film, so it's kind of coming, you know, from from that angle, which I think is quite cool, man. I'm, I'm really kind of like I, I was thinking I'll wait for all of them and then buy the hardback, but I just really I like the art and I like the style of it, and uh, you know, I just think I, I'll just I'll definitely uh, definitely have those in the collection. So, so what did you think of? June. I loved film. it. I loved it. Five star for me. For me, I, I love, I love, familiar with the story. I was, uh, I didn't like the original 80s movie. I say original. <laughs> wow. Okay. Came out, but the I, Sting that, that, one. The yeah. Sting yeah. Sting yeah. One. I was not a fan of that. Um, but I even like the whole the sci fi miniseries version. 
that and children are doing. Oh. So I've been a fan of Doom for a long time. But yeah, this day was just great. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. When I was when I was a kid, my dad used to go on about Dune all the time. He used to have a row of books on his shelf. So basically, the, uh, like I bought the house that my dad uh, my dad used to own, and uh, the study room, which has now just become like just all the kids crap is in there basically like um just he had shelves upon shelves. he probably had a thousand books right just shelves upon shelves and one of these shelves was literally like there was like 10 12 dune books like in a There's row a like every single kind of not all good thing about it not yeah I, I don't know and, and he would always talk to me like about dune and say like ah oh, you know dune maybe they'll they're gonna they're gonna make this dune film at some point and and you know like um he was always talking about it. and now it's like for me it's kind of like it, when the dark knight came out which obviously i love i love the you know the 89 batman and stuff like that but when the when the dark knight came out that was kind of like right they yeah. have They've actually really made a really good film about a character that I love. Yeah, done it right. And and for Dune, I was talking to my dad, and the thing is this: yeah, I said, Dad, look, do not, do not go watch this film from. Okay, uh, everybody, close close your ears for two seconds from a from a dodgy copy uh, from the market <laughs> in Turkey, right? Because in, in Turkey, right, literally what happens is, is that as soon as the film comes out, it is literally on HD quality within like two seconds, right? Because they obviously know somebody in the cinema. It's all digital now. They rip it. It ends up in a market in the middle of bloody nowhere, like where they live. And my dad has got, he's got a uh, 42-inch um I think it's an LCD. I don't think it's an LED even. Ooh. It's an LCD, right? And he's got like a nice sound system and stuff. But I said, Dad, don't don't watch it on that. Yeah, just wait. You're literally coming in like two weeks and I will take you. But my dad has already seen it. And he's like, oh, it's the best film. It's the best film. And I'm like, oh, oh he, dad, he, no. he fell for the bootleg. Oh, yeah. oh heartbreaking. I'm like, Dad, no, like this, you've been waiting for this for like 40 years or whatever, and right? It. Before I was even, you know, you want and, to contribute you... to the filmmakers, man. Thank them by going to see on the big screen. Oh, and and I got a me- I got a message from my sister yesterday saying, uh, saying, are you going to take dad to Dune? Because I don't think I could stomach a three hour film. I'm like, yep, I'm more than happy to go watch that. Watch that again. I have no problem whatsoever uh, in, uh, in in going watching that there. So um, I also thought that I I loved it. I, all the the thing is, sometimes I read reviews or I listen to, uh, you know, reviews on the radio and stuff like that, and it's like, people, you know, people saying, "Oh, it's too long," uh, you know, there's uh, there's some the kind of ropey bits and stuff in it, and I was going in with my mindset of like, it's too long. There's a little bit of like they were saying like, "Oh, there's bits where there's not a great deal going on and stuff like that." So I'm kind of sitting there thinking, "Okay, um, there's going to be some long bits where we're sitting down waiting and nothing's happening." And throughout the entire film, I was thinking, okay, where's this bit where nothing's happening? Yeah, it just felt like there was always something going on. Yeah. Whether it was the story, (laughs) even just the visuals of it just excited me just to sit and watch these insane ships just kind of landing on these lands. It was beautiful, beautiful. Even when they've got this like massive wormhole thing. 
I was just thinking, just focus on that for another couple of minutes. I want to see yeah. like, exactly the way this thing looks and stuff like that. It's just, just absolutely like amazing the way that it is. Um, I, I love some of the some of the things about it that I thought was like was cool was just even just the way that um, you know um, I, I don't know if you remember there's it's quite a while back there was this advert about joining the army and there's always these army adverts on TV right and basically there's this guy who is uh, there's somewhere in Africa and this guy is basically like cussing the crap out of uh to this um to this uh, soldier and this soldier is like standing there and this guy is berating him right you know pointing at his chest stuff like that and then you see the guy and he takes his sunglasses off the soldier and then the guy starts calming oh, down oh yeah it's from the pov of having the glasses on and it's yeah, like having eye that? contact yeah yes basically yeah do you remember that it's years yeah. ago right but the whole point in that was that basically that when they when they see the um your eyes mm. it's kind of like okay uh in this culture you have to see somebody's eyes yeah. and it's basically like that right so um so with this i found it really quite interesting that they inputted that in this so they some people perceive as like an insult when javier bardem's character comes and he spits, spits on the floor yeah. right because it's like what the hell you're spitting in front of the duke man what's the matter with you don't you show any respect but for them that's ultimate respect because it's like you're showing them water i'm giving precious. you my water yeah right they yeah admittedly they don't go that deep into it they, they, they could have gone a lot more into the whole how precious water is but yeah they do it's insinuated you can get that and uh, and the thing is is this obviously i haven't i haven't you know listened to the whole audio book and stuff there as well yeah and like i have read the you know i have read the new graphic novel and stuff and obviously the new one is coming out after that there as well but the one thing that i kind of found interesting about this this entire thing was that um the, there are so many elements of films that you look at that have come later afterwards mm. that have obviously taken their influence from this like mm. crazy. So obviously Star Wars taking massive influence from this as, as well. And there's one part in the scene there where they're talking about they go to this ancient kind of area and it was basically like a, a, a massive drilling platform. And this drilling platform was designed to get water from like the, you know, from the inner parts of Arrakis yeah. to try and terraform it, right? And I'm thinking, shit, man, this is like total recall. Even the design of the thing is very similar, yeah. right? Where they're talking about, you know, and obviously, obviously there in total recall, that is, you know, kind nice. of yeah yeah kind of kind of the way the way that they do it and I just find it just interesting like it's constantly this kind of stuff that is that is kind of coming up how um, cool how cool is that shot when they're in the fopta and the worm comes up and it just kind of just swallows uh, the, oh, the spice yeah. farmer how massive does that look you just think holy crap <laughs> those worms just look flipping crazy man honestly i kind of think like there's so much stuff that i want to know like how do those things survive I mean, how how does that thing get enough energy to live? Yeah. Like, you know, like an elephant spends all its day just like grazing and it's like that big. Something that massive must be eating, I don't know what. Yeah. Right? Maybe it's eating spice or something. I don't know, man. Well, I also I'm, like the I'm not gonna say anything, but worms are very important to this story going forward. <laughs> I'll say that much. So uh, yeah, and also I think I like the way that they've they've kind of modernized it in the way to say like 
spice is essential for transport right so in effect that kind of makes yeah. it more it's like oil yeah it's like oh one of the one of the one of the things that i kind of look at and i kind of think to myself okay this is potentially gonna be gonna be an issue i think i think this is gonna get banned in the middle east i'm not even joking i was uh thinking hasn't it already come out over there though yeah but at some point somebody's gonna go man because they start talking about the the, uh, this guy being the mahdi Right, and I'm telling you, if some shake cares about that, they're gonna go flipping nuts, man. Yeah. So I'm, they probably they may have changed some of that stuff in the translation. Um, I know mm. there's some other stuff. The jihad is a big word in there, so I think they're gonna have to change that in the upcoming films. Um, yeah, I think that because they're talking about the. Um, I think they'll probably change it to Messiah from mm. Mahdi. So you know, like uh, in in um, you know Islamic. Um, uh, kind of history you basically get there's a there's a story about um about a uh a sheikh called the mahdi who's gonna appear basically in the future who in effect fights against the antichrist and obviously they've got this uh, got this kind of idea here yeah. where it's like okay he's the mahdi he's gonna fight against the emperor which is kind of like the antichrist kind of character within this uh within this kind of setup um and i think that's gonna uh, it's interesting because obviously they've inputted that into this, um, and uh, and I guess the author knew probably quite a lot Almost about this. It yeah. was kind of, you know, was kind of probably like, okay, let me let me input this in my story because it kind of makes sense. Um, there's a lot of kind of bits there where you've got them like, you know, drinking coffee and stuff which originated in Yemen. So it's kind of like the these uh, the, these desert people uh, doing stuff like that. Um, they definitely need to expand on the, the spice though, man, because it's not just travel, what it, you know, the effects that it has on the navigators, it helps them to visualize folding space. That, that, that's how they do it. So then they can go to space, but it's their ability to warp and to like cross space. In an yeah. Instant. And also the hallucinogenic aspects of it. There's so much, so much stuff. The spice basically does everything. It's a Swiss army knife of substances. Well, that's the thing. They need to they need to expand on that more because that thing is just that kind of stuff starts to blow your mind. So basically, like if you travel at light speed, right, and you travel at light speed for say two years, when you actually go, um, you know, say you're communicating with somebody in Earth who and you were traveling at light speed, you might only have aged a year, but they're gonna age like 30 years yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. So this kind of this is what they have in the Star Wars universe where this get out clause where basically you can travel anywhere in the galaxy and it's literally like almost instant. You go you yeah. go through the through hyperspace and you're there. And that kind of makes it look like okay, all of the galaxy is on the same time frame, yeah, right? It's all connected with this they're gonna have to kind of do the same thing because otherwise it's like okay oh they've been on this planet for 80 years who gives a stuff man that's like one light year you know what I mean? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't matter you know what i mean to anybody else but for you know 80 if 80 they're talking about 80 years being a long time here yeah. 80 years has to be 80 years and they're talking about the known universe not the not the galaxy literally the entire uh, universe yeah. is crazy man well, like one I believe they described it as literally fold, how they travel is to fold space like a piece of paper and just kind of fold it in half. That's how the navigators like visualize. Like basically. Yeah, yeah. So they just literally just... So they physically don't move themselves. It's space that moves around them. That's how they travel. That's crazy. That is basically like warp travel 
but like infinite warp travel. So I don't know if you ever remember, like in, there was this thing in Voyager where Tom Paris figures out how to go warp 10 and, and basically like he folds time infinitely uh, so that the problem is at warp 10, you're in all space, like at one time, like literally yeah. you are everywhere because it's been folded like infinitesimally. That's what they're going to have to do to make it be like they can go from one bit to another without there being such an expanse of time that, you know, um, yeah, that uh, it just blows my mind to even think about it. So I kind of, kind of don't want to really, um, and just, just look at the absolute, how majestic it was. Now, one of the reasons why I have to see it again is because I made a mistake because I was wearing my bloody driving glasses while I was doing it, right? And mm-hmm. my driving glasses, which are the ones that I've got now, if you see, they've got a blue tint on them. Yeah. They're polarizing, right? So they're meant to be like when you're driving, it decreases fatigue. But also when I look at this screen, it get, takes the blue tint off. Yeah. So um, when I was watching the film, a few times I was like, eh? what uh oh god no why oh. i need my other glasses right so so sometimes i was like i was like these guys eyes look really blue right yeah and i was like wait a second even more blue without these without oh so these you were really glasses. getting the impact of like the spice penic that's what the spice does it makes their eyes blue. yeah oh, yeah that's... yeah i was like the eyes are blue but then the blue like sometimes the sky was like blue and sometimes it was like it was like dusty kind of brownie gray kind of stuff. Yeah. And when it was more bluish, um, it wasn't showing as much because it looks yellowish no. through my glasses. So the more, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was just, um, I'll definitely have to see it again to make Dull. sure that I'm, you know, that I'm not, I'm not doing that, but that's Dull. not a bad thing. I would, I would have more than happy to <laughs> go see it again. So now that they've officially greenlit, the sequel which will start shooting next year but they've also got the, the tv show as well the hbo max show the benny jessera that's gonna focus on those sisters the witches is it gonna have um uh, rebecca ferguson in it or is it just the, the, the order or I'd, i presume it's just about the order and their, how they came to be maybe and what their position is in this universe so it's just the whole the whole kind of thing about it just very interesting man just like really i think the way that he's portrayed it as well is just is just great and it's like it's just like creating a whole new world within a world kind of like when they created middle earth you can kind of see it's like in a meadow and stuff but it's just like it's just a different kind of kind of thing where it's like <laughs> looks like it's in the past but also in this fantastical world and it's just it's it just kind of kind of great man the one thing that i that i liked about it having not known so much about the graphic novel and stuff because i read that afterwards was just the fact that um it's kind of like they reverted back to um to the way like old england used to be which is kind of like you have these these dukes who run different counties and stuff so yeah. you had the count of wessex and the count of essex and the count of you know this and then blah blah and they all have their own armies and they all have their own yeah, all, whatever yeah, right they're all like kingdoms isn't it all these separate little yeah because back at because back in the days in England, they used to do that. And they used, the king used to go come to them and say, uh, can you come and bring your army so we can go and fight the French or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and even they would actually... Then, even before then, when the Vikings were coming, there were literally kings in each, king of Wessex, Sussex, 
yeah yeah fucking mental how the, how the hell did that run yeah and then and then you know they all got kind of united together at at one point i i just i just love the whole thing about it i, I would i'd definitely watch it again there's probably loads of stuff that i missed in there that i'm <laughs> you know kind of looking forward to seeing there keep this in mind keep this in mind the budget for dune 165 million budget for tenant was 200 million how does that make sense to you what the hell is nolan spending his money on to- a lot of that's it's probably they've probably got the same people who who spent 37 billion on an app to to track track and trace people in the uk it makes no no sense i just don't understand how how nolan spends his money because do you know what he do you know what he does though i'll tell you one thing that this dude does he will be like, so like, say like for Dunkirk, right? They were like, oh yeah, let's do this thing. You know, you're, you're going to have one scene in the Spitfire because we can't put a, you know, we can't put um, uh, a camera in there. We can't put an IMAX camera in. It's too big. Mm. So what we'll do is we'll film the Spitfire fee- scenes with a normal camera and then we'll kind of edit it around and stuff like that. He's like, no, I want this Spitfire modified. Right, so so they they spent nearly a million modifying a Spitfire so it could carry a pilot and an IMAX camera. Right, you do stuff like that, it just starts to add up and add up and add up. You know what I mean? Until eventually, it's kind of just like you know. What effects were in Tenant? It was literally hitting the reverse button. That's in the editing bay. That's all the effects were. Just reversing shit. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. But you know, the the thing is, is that he's. Uh, I, I was watching a documentary about him. He doesn't make non-hero props. That's one of the things that is uh, always strikes me as crazy. So basically, like uh, guys, if you don't know, you have this. Um, you have props in a film, and there are props that are taken, and basically people see them from far, and they don't have all the detail on it. Right. Um, and it's interesting because we went to this thing, National Film and TV Museum. They've got the non hero prop from um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the legit one. Right. And I looked at it and I'm like, holy shit, I could do better than that with the bloody, with the bloody this, this golden. The, you know, the case from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, the there's, the, yeah. there's men that have the, um, I don't know what in it. Uh, I can't remember. The, but Ark. It's, it's the Ark of the Covenant. Ark in there. It's Ark of the Covenant. And this is the one that they do all the far scenes from, right? Oh, okay. um, and, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, dude, what the hell is, what the hell is this thing? Wow. It's like literally like I could have, I could have done that myself like you know with the props that i made i was looking at i was thinking my props are better than this bloody thing right but that's the thing um the hero prop is the one that we have close-ups from right so also in this museum they had the the hero han solo gun and they also had the non-hero han solo gun right and they look very the non-hero one that's decidedly ropey like literally like Damn. somebody's quickly casted it up and quickly painted it whereas the hero one is got like a metal muzzle it's actually a gun that they're modified mm. like these gunsmiths are modified and the detail in it is incredible now so in this one documentary that i watched nolan doesn't make non-hero props so when they have these like far scenes that basically you can't really see the detail on something they would usually use a prop that doesn't have much detail on it. He wants the same detail in that prop that you have in the bloody close-up one. So in effect, you're making hero props for absolutely everything. Um, 
I get that for back in the day when they were making films, shooting on film. I'd be surprised how to see or know how many films actually do that nowadays in that the 4K era when you can't, it's kind of worrying to get away with stuff like that where people can zoom into everything. Well, none of them really do it. Most of them still do, you know, non-hero props like all the all the time because you don't really need, like in there as well, there was a Star-Lord hero prop and non-hero prop there as well. So that you know it's they they don't do it all the time because they don't need to they're doing so much in post anyway you know where they're like who's gonna notice him holding something there flying in the air with a laser coming out of it at the same time Mm. nobody's gonna be like oh yeah the flame detail doesn't look great on that but when he's holding it like this in front of him then obviously that's a different scenario but with nolan it's just like he just spends exorbitant money on literally everything and that's that's obviously the obviously the main problem so so yeah should we should we um before we finish get on to some trailers uh the uh the book of boba fett and morbius trailers um are uh, both came out um over the last week there and um should we start off with the book of boba fett um that's kind of more teaser teasery kind of trailer right yeah you don't really get a full understanding of what's going on. Is he just kind of holding the seat of power on this planet and people are just trying to come and take it from him? Is that going to be the whole thing of the whole show? Like, what's his main objective throughout this whole series? That's what I'm curious about. You don't really get a sense of it, but it looks cool from what we see. But, you know, I think, I think kind of like, kind of like those videos where we saw the Taliban gaining access to the, um, <laughs> to the gym <laughs> in the palace, right? I think he's also, oh, yeah. when he's taken over, he's also gained access to the gym in the yes. palace because yes. he definitely looks like he's been training a bit now. You yes. know what I mean? He saw himself <laughs> in that last season of Mad Law and thought, I need to make an effort this season. And he has trimmed down quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely, he's definitely been, uh, been doing some kind of training. So yeah, I mean, that, that kind of thing, obviously, it's coming towards the end of the year. So there's going to be um, the Hawkeye, and also the Boba Fett stuff coming around the same time, I would guess, right? Um, so, uh, so out of those, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably more excited for watching the Boba Fett stuff, uh, rather than you know, rather than the other bits, I, I'm I'm just kind of getting to a stage where I just want loads of Star Wars stuff. Like I'm kind of you know um, just feeling a need for it now, kind of thing. Um, you know, so like you feel like you can trust the TV side of uh, Star Wars more so. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, rather than the movie side, which is always yeah. decided it decidedly ropey. I'm, um, I'm actually surprised how much I'm actually am into Hawkeye. Because I don't like the Hawkeye character, never have. But I don't know, something about this show. I, I don't know. I, maybe Haley Stansfield kind of like her. She's alright. So yeah, my I think my right. problem is just is just Jeremy Renner. Because I just can't. Yeah, I just no. don't like Jeremy Renner. I don't know. When, when I was a, when I was a kid, my mum right whenever Michael Douglas would come on the TV, would turn it off or change the channel, and I'm like. Mum, what are you 
you know, half the time we're like, Mum, what are you doing? So, oh, God, I can't stand this guy, Michael Douglas, right? I'm like, oh, what? Michael Douglas? What Michael Douglas? So, like, you know, in, back in those days, there was stuff like, um, you know, Romancing the Stone yeah. and like really harmless films, Great basically. Films. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what, what's Michael Douglas done to you, Mum? Till this day, my mum cannot watch any film with Michael Douglas in it. I have no idea why. Jerry, Jeremy Renner is my Michael Douglas, right? Now, basically, <laughs> if, if, Jerry, if Jeremy Renner and Michael Douglas were joined together in Ant-Man and Hawkeye t- together, <laughs> you wouldn't find me or my mom in, this, in the room at the same time. I um, guess... But- so I guess how I feel about a rock, basically the same thing. <laughs> the same thing, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I just kind of, I, yeah, I, do, I don't know. I just I just don't, even even in real life, when he comes on his interviews, I hate him even more. I kind of just think, wow, you really are, are just, just a, a horrible overall person. Wow. I just can't, I can't stand Jeremy Renner. Um, I, he's another guy who has seen somebody kill a homeless person. He's, he's definitely because there, there is no there is no way he's got you know he's not like he's not like one of these people you know who would get on casting couch or whatever he just like he is just it's like he's Jeremy Renner how the hell did he get into this I I, I have no idea man um you know so so yeah you guys can can cuss me for my hate of Jeremy Renner no, if you, embrace if you really it fucking embrace the rock <laughs> and, and deal with the hate I guess for what I mean you could do it with Renner man so uh so there was also the Morbius trailer as well. Um You were into this. I thought it's I'm not into it, but I thought it's better, right? There's always been this running joke between between uh me and Ash of of Morbius being like this this amazing character, right? The only reason why is basically because of this the fact that I think he is the stupidest character ever and the fact to make a film of him is so ridiculous because all all my experience of Morbius was I don't I've never collected any comic books of Morbius but all my experience of Morbius has been of him in that 90s Spider-Man cartoon (laughs) and every time Every time he turned up, he's chasing after Felicia Hardy, right? And basically, it's just like, uh, he's like, he's he, he turns into this, he turns into this like vampire. And then he does like, there's some bits where he's like, now you look at it, and it's kind of like, you know, with all the Me Too movement and stuff mm. like that, where he's literally standing outside Felicia's window, just, just watching her get changed and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you are a creepy vampire, no to man. Me Too only doesn't apply to vampires because look at the twilight the same thing mm-hmm. he would stalk and watch the girl sleep the creepiest stuff that he would be up to but women love it it's romantic oh he just cares so much it doesn't apply yeah. to vampires that's why sometimes there's these films that come on netflix and stuff that i just like literally like the dude is like committing like kidnap and yeah <laughs> and like and, and, and basically like kidnap and like you know kidnap and assault until the woman gets stockholmed into thinking okay he's <laughs> the women love it they love it <laughs> it's just like what the hell 
<laughs> and this is the thing about Morbius. Like Morbius is he, he's like the most horriblest character, like literally ever. And the thing is, Spider-Man doesn't really know um, for a, for a while in the in the cartoon that you know who he actually is, like you know what his actual basis is and stuff. So he spends a lot of time fighting him and trying to save Felicia, which is why he hates Spider-Man so much because like Felicia's always like being saved by him, right? And and this is the thing of why when they first announced Morbius, I'm like, you're not making a film of this guy, are you? Seriously. And in watching this trailer, one thing that uh, that kind of worried me was the fact that it looks like they're going for that template of like, he's a tragic character who is like a, you know, uh, a, a, an anti-hero who, you know, is a little bit villainous, but actually not. Afflicted and... by this horrible condition. See, my yeah. issue, my issue with Morbius, well, I'm not really that keen on him. It's like I, I don't know when we were speaking about it, whether it was last week, a couple weeks ago. But I was saying about how weird it is, and I've never really sat well with me how in the DC universe you've got these mythological characters like Frankenstein and what's mm. like it it don't with them with superheroes like why are they there it doesn't fit and Morbius is the same way like he's like a vampire in this yeah. world of superheroes it just doesn't fit and I know Blade is also is a, a vampire but it just don't really why have these myths I don't know like, it's just me maybe it's just a personal subjective thing but mythological thing I don't want them mixing with the superheroes it just don't work in my head for some reason yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think with um, with those ones like there's a there's like a theme always in um in spider-man like but which is why i always laugh about the fact of how in the mcu he has just so much technology like just all the time there's a theme in spider-man of like you mess with science you just get screwed basically right so you know like you 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 know you got the green goblin and you got the lizard and you got uh you know you've got uh you got rhino and you got the uh you know um you got Morbius, right? They all just mess with science and just end up, you know, getting screwed, basically. Yeah. Whereas in the MCU, it's like science is the answer, basically, in effect, right? So, um, so yeah, this this thing only interests me if they decide to go down the route that they've always had the character as which is like this absolute idiotic character who you there's no way you can you can kind of like because all he does is basically stalk Felicia and it's like you're just like dude no what's wrong with you man it's like and and he's you know he's he's always like oh she doesn't like me because because I uh because I look like a vampire now and I need to stop being it's like no you're just a weirdo flipping stalkerish kind of you know Why would dude Sony kind of thing. make this? I don't, it just doesn't mean out of all of these side characters from Spider Man. Why? Yeah. Movies. And the other th- okay, so uh, one other thing is this in Venom, right? Um, Venom was kind of a character who they don't the symbiote so i was just thinking back to venom 2 not so much venom 1 but in venom 2 there's not really a reveal of the venom character that the general public know yes. that is venom yes why was morbius make that joke yeah when he stopped those guys that i am venom when no one really knows about venom except yeah. when even when he turns up at the party people just think he's in costume they don't really know what he's supposed to be 
Yeah. So that they're like cool costume rather than that's venom. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. Like, you know, the the I remember the um the policeman says to him, says to Tom Hardy's um character, like, oh, um, you know, uh we we you know, you had that weird thing going on in your apartment and all these guys died and blah blah. It's like so really in that universe, they don't quite know yeah. venom. They they know that symbiotes kind of exist, but it's like do they do they label that at no point from what I can remember that they label carnage as carnage and say this is carnage, right? No. Or this is venom. Oh look, venom's coming. No, yeah, they, they don't know. The police are there. The police are there, but they, you know, they don't at any point go like, oh, it's another symbiote. They're like, oh, you know, they're shocked by the fact that, you know, exactly. you would expect in that universe that the first thing that they would do once they know that these symbiotes exist is let's make some way to fight against these symbiotes in the city where this thing actually happened, right? Yeah. Let's make a counter task force against them. Yeah. But in effect, they don't really know who it is. No. So him going like, oh, I'm Venom, is like, how the do you know who yeah, venom is exactly they he, he shouldn't and that just shows the inconsistency that there isn't that overlord even at sony kind of keeping an eye on all their little properties to think to consistently make things make sense film to film yeah but you know that you know the sad thing though eds yeah is that what <laughs> when you watch that film he's gonna say oh i'm venom and there's gonna be people gonna be laughing their heads yeah. off in the cinema yeah. because they're gonna think that is the coolest <laughs> coolest line in uh, this whole thing <laughs> and it's just gonna be like oh god no <laughs> should, so, should this have been a black cat movie or a sandman well, movie that's the thing man it's like i would uh, i i think the problem all problem they always have with black cat is there's always that confusion of like if they bring out black cat somebody's gonna be like oh is this cat woman is blah blah but that's why you release silver sable first and then yeah. bring cl- back black cat into it but then at the same time i'm the thing is like i always worry about sony because i kind of think they're like oh yeah we want to create our spider-man universe well create your initial spider-man stories first then worry about your flipping universe later on you know what i mean like i it just i i don't know man i have no trust in them whatsoever um and just the fact that you know uh, you know where there's so many people doing speculation of like okay venom at the end of venom how does he know spider-man well basically they're part of the multiverse and maybe like there's this kind of sim symbiote kind of knowledge and stuff like that and obviously they were like we fought against um uh you know toby Maguire's spider-man so obviously we know about it blah blah but knowing sony i don't think they're gonna put that level of explanation there i think it's just gonna be like oh yeah we've seen you before and they're just gonna ex- the audience is going to be made to accept the fact that Venom knows who Spider-Man is for, you know, for no reason. Typical kind of Sony, Sony kind of behavior. Um, Sony logic. Yeah. Sony, Sony, Sony is like, um, one of these things where it's like, you know, you go there and say, for example, you're like this, uh, top of the world, uh, actor like Jennifer Lawrence was at the time. And then you go to Sony and it's like, 
where the hell are you after after that yeah. like you go do a few things with sony and it's like oh dear they just kill, they just killed your career and the only thing that could happen now is the fact that you know you you're you're married to the director you know one of the one of the big directors is that yeah. you could actually get in it's kind of it yeah it kind of sucks so so guys uh that brings us to um the end of our discussions on on dc and marvel um you uh i we've had lots of stuff on the facebook page guys thanks to everybody who's liking the page there um sharing the stuff there on it i'm going to try and be way more active on there to get all of our information out there again uh to to you know get your guys views on stuff there as well and we want to see more marvel fans on there man it's just like i you know i love i love my dc crew man but there is like a lot of dc fans on there <laughs> and, and and not many not many marvel so it's kind of like if we put a negative marvel story on it it go it blows up and uh, and um yeah if we if we if we put a positive marvel one there's like you know maybe one comment on it like basically that is it so um so guys we need you we, we need, need to be on more forums than just dc forums you gotta get to the market i'm on marvel ones there as well but the marvel ones are just like this is the one thing that about about marvel fans i'll give it to them they are loyal as anything right but literally just like you'll go on a marvel forum say for example like uh marvel discussion india which is a ridiculously popular uh, marvel forum like like massive it's got it's got like um uh, the the what's called marvel discussion india has got like two and a half million people on it Mm -hmm. it's like crazy amount of people but all that happens so i was looking at eternals right and basically so i'm looking on there and uh, they're like people just saying oh i saw eternals definitely a 10 out of 10 film amazing marvel blah blah blah, whatever just again and again oh amazing 10 out of 10 5 out of 5 whatever they're they're the same with wrestling they are different they are so low and dedicated once they kind of target something that they want to be a fan of then they will just it's for the death to the death they live for and it. it's the, it's the same thing like you know they have like the marvel you know the marvel you know cinematic uh universe forums and all stuff like that it's just just overwhelmingly massively positive about everything to do with marvel so it's kind of like um it, it, it's very difficult for me to gauge stuff whereas the dc ones are more like uh some people you know, saying some people hating everything <laughs> Some people say like, oh, I, 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 I love and only love Zack Snyder stuff. Other people like um, some, some, somebody actually shared something on our website from one of the, uh, sorry, on our uh, Facebook page from one of the other DC pages, something called DC Watchtower, which is, um, and he thought that he'd get like loads of, you know, good comments and stuff about it saying, oh, guys, we need to boycott the Batman and, and bring back the Snyderverse and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, that was lovely. And, and, I'm, and I'm just like, I, I was like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, literally, people just piled on. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right? It's just, this is the kind of stuff that you get. You'll never get anybody on a Marvel forum saying anything like, boycott this Marvel so that we can see more Eternals or boycott this so you can see more of that. You will never get any of it. So, so basically, um, saying Marvel fans are what all humans should aspire to be. 
truly emotionally Del- completely balanced, deluded, basically perfectly, deluded. perfectly balanced <laughs> kind high people yes completely. i agree i agree with you you're right you're right we are uh, basically yeah basically just just robots that follow the uh, follow, follow the government just like uh, every single thing that they say if kevin Feige uh, was elected president uh, guys if you want if you want the uh you know the the public to follow exactly what you want world, elect kevin feige your your president feige everybody make, will, will everyone will be that. all the countries be in sync that's like the mcu everyone would be oh, playing their goodness. role in sync with each other oh wow that is like the <laughs> matrix i don't even that is, that is literally that's absolute dystopia if i ever did oh, see man yeah. so anyway guys if you want to catch that you can uh find all of our stuff on dcvs marvel podcast on uh facebook uh all of our things there on there um i've started making some videos there i need to ask eds the login again for voltron oh, network <laughs> i kind of had to put it on my uh on my dcvs marvel podcast cast uh facebook page so i need to mirror that onto the voltron network there as well yeah. uh, putting out some graphic novel stuff some collection stuff some reviews all that kind of stuff that is coming there as well um and we'll try um if you know if there's a point where me and eds are watching the same films and stuff i guess spider-man potentially there in the future that we'll try and get video reviews up there as well you know after after yeah. seeing it so we can we can get those on there so um you can check that out you can find dcvs marvel podcast on uh, all uh, podcast platforms there as well um and check those things out also once again you can check out ed's on um talking on, at the uh, movies and all podcasting platforms and also on youtube where this will also be on youtube on the Voltron network go look it up yeah so guys um and i don't know if there's gonna be arrested. I I I saw because I was I was looking at Reddit. Like there's they've released like twenty people or something like. Yeah, they do it every month. People or they, something like they fire. <laughs> when it is the sick. I won't get into it because you know say what it's about. Basically, they have their quarterly earnings for their shareholders, and they'll mm-hmm. report we make more money than we've ever made, hundreds of millions of dollars. We're gonna fire t- 10, 20 people right after they admit <laughs> that they made more money, and they'll say budget cuts when they fire all these people. Yeah. Wow. Wow! Just yeah. So yeah. So Marcus is still coming back, but my buddy needs to get like new equipment because he wasn't really. He's dealing with like box stand and stuff, so I have to wait on that. Yeah, yeah, cool. So when that comes out, then guys, uh, guys, definitely check that. Uh, Until then, uh, we'll see you again next time, hopefully with a return Eternals uh, spoiler review from both of us. See you next week.